Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer. Joining you here in Oilers now. The package has arrived, so we're good to go. We will tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. I'll get back to uh, some texts here in our Heartland 4 text line a little bit later on, but we are pleased at this time to be joined on the line by the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Dave Tippett. Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today, Bob? Good. I, you're going to meet about 180 of Northern Alberta's finest tomorrow at Mark Spector's tournament. So uh, I hope you're looking forward right. to it. Only about I'm looking a, forward to it. Only about 177 of those guys think they could be GM of the team. So... Uh, and, and and therein lies the, and, and we're you know there lies the rub. Like you're in a Canadian market. How much are you looking forward now that you've you know it's been six uh, or seven weeks? You're, are you looking forward to this? I'm always I'm always up for some information. Everybody's got good ideas, right? You got to filter it a little bit, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, I will tell you point blank. Like in 2006, I had a guy email a show in February March uh, as the orders were trying to make a playoff run telling me that Chris Pronger had requested a trade. This is when, before we had text messaging, and I completely ignored the guy. All throughout February, March, and April, of course, the orders went to the final, and the guy, the guy had the right information. You never know what people have, right? It's kind of a funny world. Yeah. Hey, uh... Sp- you never know. You, the most important word in baseball. You just uh, never know. That was walking into her, the pitcher. <laughs> All right. So, uh... Now, the uh, one of the worst-kept secrets that was out there really from the middle of June on was there might be a potential for a Milan-Lucic for James Neal trade. And you have history with James. The trade came to fruition. It's going to be a good start for both uh, players. Just your thought on the acquisition of James Neal and maybe, uh, secondarily, uh, just a, a thought process to deployment. You know, you're going to start him off on the left side. You're going to play him on the right side. Is he going to play both positions in the preseason? So we'll go. We'll start there. Well, let's just start by the trade was probably, I mean, I've talked to Brad Trellering. I've talked to Ken, obviously, about it. I mean, it's probably, hopefully it's a good trade for both teams, for both players. I think both guys needed a change. So you hope to, uh, first of all, you hope that the enthusiasm of those players change. And in our case, Neil coming in here, uh, he's enthused. He wants to have a rebound year. He, uh, you know, he self-admittedly struggled last year, really had an off year. I've talked to him a couple different times, uh, but I've gone uh, have dinner with him here next week, and he's um, you know he's excited to come to Edmonton. He's excited for the opportunity to to get his uh, with that last year behind him. So that's a that's a good first step. He wants to be here. He wants to come and help be part of the solution. Uh, as far as how we're going to play him, I've already told him we're going to uh, give him lots of opportunity in in training camp and an exhibition. And we'll see how the rest of the lineup kind of filters out and where the best spot for him, where the best fit is. We know that, uh, you know, I'm watching a bunch of tape of him. 
he plays he plays well with good players. He plays well that can with people that can get him the puck, good passers because he's a, he's a shooter. It's funny thing about James when uh, it's uh, I shouldn't say funny, but it's it's um, when we drafted him in Dallas, he was his mo was going to be a third line checking center. <laughs> he got to Dallas and started scoring goals, and he's never looked back. So so he's a big strong guy. He'll uh, I think he'll find his knack around the net again we've got to play him uh with some good players so we'll see where it all uh, where it all fills where it all filters out in the end when we interviewed him last monday he talked about the fact that look he played with uh, malkin you know left shot center and played over on the right side and you're going to have three options there at left wing and uh or at center three uh, left shots obviously mcdavid dry and nugent hopkins uh that said you have some frankly, more experience on right wing already with the likes of Cassian and Chason and Gagne and even Archibald uh, and maybe a little bit more in state of a flex of left side. So it's going to, you know, it, it, is it out of the realm of possibilities that he might end up playing both positions during preseason, both left and right? Uh, yeah, you never know. And you never know. Like, there's there's things that can happen. There's people come in and push up the lineup and they can push people down and you get chemistry with with one group, and you know it can can re-rack things. So it's it's too early to say. I'm not a guy that's over here. This, these these are set in stone. These are set in stone. Um, right now, like I'd like to look at pairs. Okay. You know, so you, then you have a, So you got pairs right now. You're looking at McDavid and Drysaddle possibly. I think you look at Neil and Nugent Hopkins. Um, you know, and then it goes down down from there. But pairs of Penalty killing guys, pairs of you know people you think that can uh, complement each other. So there's a lot of different variables that go into it. But until you get on the ice and see what's going up and down and who uh, who complements each other, it's hard to put them in stone. So that's where I'm at right now. You talk about that McDavid dry settle pairing. Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, Bob Stoffer with you, Oilers now, and uh, you know. Though the criticism died down after a 50-goal season last year, you know, people, oh, Dreisaitl's got to drive his own line. Not when you're that good. Not when they've got that sort of, uh, you know, that sixth sense between the two of them, between McDavid and Leon. I mean, that's, you got that ace in a hole. You got to kind of run with it, don't you? Well, and it, and some of it depends on what else you have in your lineup, <laughs> you yeah. know, like where the other, how the other parts all fit together. But I think they've proven that they're uh, they're a pretty dynamic duel, and they like playing with each other. And I've mentioned the story before, where uh, from the World Cup that I, you know, I Drysaddle reminds me a lot of. Uh, um, Kopitar? Matthews. And, oh, sorry, Matthews. Uh, no, okay. More, more Ma- Matthews and. And we played Matthews on the wing with with Connor at that World Cup, and they were they were a dynamic pair. So uh, you never know. Like I say, nothing's set in stone, and uh, we'll see how you know the rest of the lineup pans out. But um, we have options up there, and that's a good thing. Theoretically, as we're joined by Dave Tippett, you mentioned a couple pairs. Then you mentioned uh, McDavid and Leon, and you mentioned Neil with R and H. Third line center. Is it is it wide open right now? In your mind, um, no, I think there's going to be some different. Uh, some we're going to look at some different people. Um, you know, I think uh, the young Haas kid from from uh, Switzerland is going to uh, get a look there. I think JJ will get a bit of a, a look there. I, I've talked to him quite a few times this summer, and he, uh, 
he's got some center in his background. Would like to like the opportunity to play there a little more. So there'll be some uh, there'll be some options there that we'll we'll have a look at. Sam Gagne has kind of reinvented himself, certainly in Columbus, as a uh, specialist bottom six right wing. Is he an option at all down the middle, Dave? Uh, I like him better on the wing, and I and I know him a little better than the other guys just because I've had him in Arizona before. I, I agree with you. He's a real, he's a good complement player. He's a smart player, got good skill, and uh, and will jump around your lineup and and complement uh, some people. So uh, where where he ends up, I'm not sure, but that'll be the, that'll be determined in training camp. He's another guy that will will jump around a little bit until we find the right fit for him. Dave Tippett joining us, Oilers head coach. He's uh, in town uh, for some meetings and then rolling into Spectres tournament tomorrow. Um, all right, uh, Marcus uh, Marcus Granlund and Josh Archibald. Just a thought on what those two free agent signings and everybody loves the term uh, moving forward, but maybe how they can change the dynamic of what we'd refer to as. And I'm not, it's not meant as a deferential comment, but bottom six. How they can change the complexion a bit, having you know, and then they're two very different players as well. Speed, smarts, and the ability to play against top players. Uh, and shut down top players and the ability to help your penalty kill and those those are all factors it's no secret our goals against has to go down and penalty killing will be a part of that and and having some players that can take those roles i would like to see mcdavid and dryside will kill less penalties this year not that they're not going to kill at all but see them kill less so we need some people that can do that job and both those guys will be keys in that in that role of the penalty killing so uh, just, just smart players, tenacious players with speed, and uh, and play the game smart. And uh, those are, from a coaching standpoint, they're players that you can put on the ice in a lot of different situations. You know, you're going to get the job done. Leon Drysaddle's been between about fifty and a half and fifty-two percent uh, most seasons in the in the in the face-off circle in the last couple of years here. Uh, Nugent Hopkins has struggled to get be above forty-five, forty-six percent. McDavid came on a bit last year. Um, in your experience as a former NHL center, do you get better? Is it kind of like wine, you know, fine wine gets better in time? Is that kind of how it works for centers in the face-off circle as well? Well, I think that's true to an extent, but you got to be willing to get better. And uh, there's there's some things we're going to put. That's an area of concern for me, and we're going to put a real emphasis on that. I've already talked to Brian Wiseman about. Uh, some face-off stuff, and it's not just the the player taking the face-off; it's the reaction of all the players around it. So that's going to be a that's going to be a, a focus from our from our coaching staff, and we'll uh, we'll try to improve that stat and uh, right throughout our lineup with everybody. But not just the the face-off part of it, but how we react after that will be a big uh, point of emphasis on us. Well, you did a great job in providing us a segue there as well. The Oilers naming last week Brian Wiseman out of Michigan as the uh, third assistant for the team. And uh, I know we had Guy Gadowski on from Penn State talking about Brian's energy level. Uh, tell our listeners a couple other reasons why he was such a good fit for your staff. Well, he just he's, he's a real smart coach. He's, uh, he's worked with young players, which I really like. He's, he has a great rapport with young players coming out of college. Uh, and the biggest thing, he was when he first played for me. He was a high, high skill player. He was the MVP of the International League when I was in Houston 
100-point-plus um, guy every year. It's a little smaller in stature, but really smart with the puck, really, really high-skilled. And he's brought that part of uh, his game into his coaching. And he, he's big on skill development. He's, um, you know, the, the skill part of the game and translating skill into, into the game as well as, you know, being a good 200-foot player are all things that he really enjoys teaching and, and uh, seeing. So he'll, he'll, happen, uh, he'll get a big part of the skill development as well as working with our young players. They're, uh, he's just going to be a real good fit for us for sure. All right. Well, he had Cooper Marodi at Michigan who did get some games in last year. I think that most fans recognize he needs to work on his uh, first step quickness and strength and that sort of thing. Yeah. How much of Bakersfield have you had a chance to watch, Dave, and I, I bring that up for a guy like Tyler Benson because to me he is a wild card for this uh, for this fall. Most you know most people would say, well, there's no need to rush him, but sometimes a player pushes the door through himself. I'm I'm hoping that some of them do, and Tyler Benson is one of those guys. I've watched a lot of uh, of uh, Bakersfield. There's uh, there's some good players down there. There's uh, and Tyler is a great example. He he could come in here and find a niche and uh, and push somebody out or. Maybe not push somebody out, but push somebody down in the lineup. And I'm hoping we have we have situations like that because that makes your team better. If you just we we have great competition for you know for lack of a better way to put it those those bottom six spots. There's going to be phenomenal competition for them. Some of the young guys, and then you got uh, Nygaard, you got Yurko. Uh, um, uh, I mean, there's there's players that are come in that that all want a shot to make our team so the more players you have like that the better off you're going to be you've got good depth and you've got people that are going to push other people out of the lineup because they're better and that makes your team better have you thought about potential defense pairings yet dave bob you know me better than that yeah. All right. So I've thought about them. I've thought about them. But you're not going to tell us. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, that, that, uh, yeah, I, I've thought about them. Yeah. There's. There's. We've got a few of them. Yeah. Well, it's just like last year we saw it a lot with Clefbaum and Larson. Adam had a difficult year. Adam's had a, a you know his last calendar year has been challenging with the passing of his father here, and uh, he's played a lot with Clefbaum. Nurse played a lot with Russell. Russell's played on his offside. Uh, you know, I think Caleb Jones is going to make a real push, and so is Legison. But again, there's other kids that are going to make. You know, they're going to. You know, Ethan Bear is going to say something about it. Evan Bouchard yeah. is going to say something. In in a perfect world, you don't want to necessarily rush a D. But hey, when you were in Arizona, sometimes you guys had ended up fast tracking some guys along the way as well on the back end, and and that happens. No, you have to you have to be careful not to fast track them too much. But if they're capable of playing, you might as well get them in there up and playing. I, I've always been big on the left shot, right shot uh, yep. uh, scenario on the D. And there's there is some guys that. There's more left shots that can play right, and I don't know why that is, but there's just seems like over over time, and there's there's a few guys that can do it, and it's all their skate positioning and the way they open up. But there's a lot of guys that are more comfortable on their on their forehands, and uh, so I'd like to get to that situation. Um, I've watched uh, Russell play on both sides. I'd like him better on the left side, so we'll we'll see where things pan out. But uh, um, you know we'll. I think some of those young guys are going to push hard for, for not just uh, to make the team, but in you know in the top six. And uh, so I'm interested to see how that competition plays out. Yeah, I remember when Philadelphia had 
all all our guys were left shot D. They made the playoffs like four years in a row with that. Like they had six left shot defensemen. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Goaltending is obviously, and that's uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about. When we had Mike Smith on the show, he talked about supporting Miko Koskinen. Um, and he said all the right things. The only thing I'd say about that is I know a little about Mike Smith, and he's a competitive guy. Like, we're not just talking about, you know, hey, I'm coming here to play 25 or 30 games. In your mind, no. do, you, do you think it's it? we got ourselves a battle for uh, a number one? How do you sort of see the goaltending scenario? I, I see them both as number ones. I, I, I think we have an unbelievable situation where you're going to have both guys that, that are capable of winning a game at any time. Both of them will always be fresh. The one thing, looking at Costin, he looked tired down the stretch, yep. and you know he played a lot of games in a row. But there's mental and physically tired. And Schmidty's 37, although he's a phenomenal athlete for that age. But I think we have the ability to make sure whenever they play, they're rested, mentally and physically, and both guys that can do the job. So um, you know it's going to be good competition. I'm I'm all for if one guy gets hot to let him go for a little bit, but we're going to have two goalies that we feel very comfortable with. And, and I really think, you know, in the NHL today, that seems like, um, you know, unless you have a carry price or something like that, those are the, those are the, the, the goaltending tandems that have played well together as ones that share the duties. Well, especially out West with the travel. Speaking of, yeah. tra- speaking of travel, and of course you've coached in Dallas and you've coached in Arizona. Now that you've been away for a couple of years, you know, you look at the Raptors and they went with load management in terms of how they handled, uh, you know, some pretty significant players. Um, has your thought process changed? I mean, when you played, you practiced, you know, every day when you didn't play. That's just how it was done. But, you know, today it's about optimal performance. There are some people I would tell you, Dave, you only need to fire up that engine four to four and a half times a week. That's the maximum that you're going to get yeah. out of a player. Where's where's your headspace at with that? No, I'm I'm big on rest and recovery and and workloads and uh, sports science has come so far now where you can manage those workloads and and we'll be very cognizant of that. I met with Chad Drummond, our strength and conditioning coach, today, and we we're talking about some different getting uh, base levels on guys. So all that stuff are, is all stuff that I'm. Uh, I've been very involved in for a long time. Um, you you manage your players. Ultimately, they have to have to. Have, if you want them to play well in games, you have to give them the the capabilities of doing that. And if they're tired, you you're not going to get the best athlete. So we have to manage that. Uh, I'm big, in, and where our schedule was, seems like we play every second night for long stretches. So I'm big on having one practice in between. So if you don't practice the day after a game, you have a light morning skate. Or if you do have a light uh, a practice in between games, then you stay off for morning skates. So uh, I'm big on conserving energy. It's about winning hockey games, and the only way to win is to play your best. And uh, if we can get our athletes to play their best more times than not, I think it will bode well for our team. Epstein's mother has texted the show and said Milan Lucic provided a presence. Is Dave concerned? Uh, about the absence of Lucic's toughness, or is that as relevant today as it was when Dave played? No, I think uh, toughness is still part of a factor. Intimidation is still a factor in the game. But I feel like we have some, between Kazian and Nurse and uh, JJ, we, we have people that are that are big guys that nobody's going to push our team around. I'm, I'm very comfortable in that 
that end uh, Luchika's hey he's a big tough guy he's, he's a hard player to play against but ultimately uh, you know we made the change and we have to move forward um, you know it's I think the, the the toughness factor is less relevant than it was 20 years ago but uh, you know you still you can't be intimidated but I feel comfortable with our group that uh, nobody's going to push us around. And one final one for you. Uh, when it comes to travel and attire and uh, those sort of things, do the players You're getting make... deep today, Bob. I, Holy well, crow. You're I, deep I, today. I, I got 20 minutes, man. I'm going to use them. Uh, <laughs> so this, this just means I won't bug you as much tomorrow. Uh, do the players make the rules? Or does the team like? Do you guys have a conversation at the start of the year and say, "Look, this is this is what this is our expectation." You know, you know what I mean in terms of I don't know if you how liberal you were with a tire on the plane. The, the, the organize the organization makes the rules. Yep, but with input from a lot of different places. Okay, and uh, have you had a chance to meet with Connor yet? Uh, no, I'm going out to see him next week. All right. Well, that would make sense. You're going to see James Neal and uh, hopefully see them both skate as well. Dave, we we appreciate your uh, taking time to join us here in Oilers now. Uh, My pleasure, Bob. And we will see you tomorrow, and I'm just giving you a heads up right now. It's a bit of a warning, okay? So uh, I'll, I'll try to give you some space tomorrow. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Take care. That is Dave Tippett. He is the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. It is 1254 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick break. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.